everybody, it's Sam Bennett. Thank you so much for joining me for the True Freedom Symposium, the when, what, why, and how to quit your day job, and what's really on the other side. This interview features the wonderful and wonder-filled TJ Mercer. TJ is the chief noisemaker at the Media Mavericks Academy. And as she says, when you know that you're the solution to someone's problem or the answer to someone's prayer, you have a responsibility to make some noise. And TJ Mercer's genius is in helping people do just that. She uses her insider expertise as a 20 plus year Hollywood veteran to coach her Mavericks how to unapologetically rock their genius on networks like ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CW, and on shows like Steve Harvey Show, The Doctors, Dr. Oz. Um, and she also has people displaying their authority on Huffington Post, Psychology Today, Investor's Digest, and too many radio shows and podcasts to count. She constantly lives up to her moniker as the world's greatest hugger. I know you're going to enjoy this. Yay, it's TJ Mercer. Hey, Sam. <laughs> All right, I've been looking forward to this interview the whole time. <laughs> We should probably warn them that I don't really have good sense. I don't, I don't really have, we, we should probably warn Well, they're going to find out in a minute. That's right. This is going to go off the rails almost immediately. Um, <laughs> so, TJ, they'll have heard already. You know, I'll do an intro. They'll have heard all, you know, your fabulousness. Yeah. But I would love for you to share with people, especially your story of how you got from where you were mm -hmm. to where you are. Right, right. So I do have permission to actually just like be real honest with everybody, right, Sam? Because I don't really know. This, okay, I'm like that's all this is about. There's no, there's no fluff on this. There's no yeah. hard. There's nothing to sell. There's just like straight up truth. Good. So I was a television editor for 20 years, over a little over. No, right at 20 years, and uh, I was a little girl, born and raised in Jackson, Tennessee. Went to Howard University, and then spent 20 years working on pretty much every genre of television as a TV editor. And I loved it. Let me get, let's be clear. I loved what I did. I didn't aspire to do anything else. I didn't aspire to be a producer. I didn't aspire to be an executive producer. I loved my little 10 by 10 room where I could sometimes go to work in my pajamas on the weekends because I had a show that was due. And in 2012, you know, I'm, I'm very unapologetic about my faith. And so in 2012, God spoke to me and downloaded a complete book into me. I hate writing. And that book started changing how I'm seeing like my life. Like, uh, okay, I thought I was going to write the book and just go back to being a TV editor. Like, I just want to do what you tell me to do and then go back to my plan. And I started getting requests for speaking. I started getting requests for interviews. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do none of that. So fast forward a few more years. And in 2014, the Holy Spirit once again showed up, tapped me on the shoulder. Uh, 20 years, you're done. And I'm like, say what now? But I love what I do. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to do anything else. And I knew Sam though, that I was more concerned about my obedience than my comfort. That's the okay. faith walk that I have. All right, let's just, let's just, if you're, if you, this is such a writer downer, I'm more concerned about my obedience than my comfort. Right. Oh, right. dude, there's a sermon there. I'm making a note. I'm stealing that. I'm doing a blog because post. Because I knew but, that disobedience yeah. would lead to consequences that I wasn't woman enough to pay the cost for. Mm -hmm. So let me just get some get right and trust that God is going to actually guide my steps. And so my last show, my last day of editing was Bar Rescue for Spike TV, Spike TV February. I love, I love that show. Yep, that was, the la that was the last show that I did as TJ the TV editor. And that was 2015. Now, I wish I could say that, you know, I you know, stopped there and then everything just opened up and life was grand. That ain't my journey. <laughs> It was, okay, Wells Fargo still sending the mortgage notices. Honda is still sending the car payment request. But there's no money coming in, God. And you told me that you wanted me to leave. And I understand you didn't tell me what you want to leave me to leave, wanted me to leave and go do. But I'm thinking you should have told me that the week after. But months went by. And I, I'm waking up every day like, okay, what, what, am I, what am I doing? What are we doing? 
So finally, an innocuous conversation with one of my girlfriends on a Saturday morning, I was in my, my thermal pajamas, just chilling in my bed around eight o'clock, and she was having an event. She's a kind of a life coach, wealth coach. And so she was asking me about media possibilities. And I just spitballed, you know, I did what I did. I just spitballed it. And <laughs> excuse me, she held the phone and was like, wait a minute. I was like, okay. She was like, do you know you just did that in eight minutes? You broke down everything for me and you're going to package that. You're going to package that. You're going to sell it. And I'm going on Facebook right now to tell people that you're coming out with this amazing product, but they got to get behind me because I'm your first client. And that's what she did. And so I'm like, okay, I can't make my girl out to be a liar. So I got to figure some stuff out. And so that really is how Media Mavericks was born. That for me, I'm a hard, I know, I know nobody else is a hard head kid. So I'm just going to talk about me. Mm. I'm a hard head kid. And you know, God and I, we roll, he knows you can't just spring stuff on me. You got to ease me too into it and let me marinate and make sure that I need to ask for a sign. And then I need to ask for a sign that that was the sign. And <laughs> I ask for the third sign that that the two signs before were actually legit. You know, I know none of y'all know that none of the, about that, but that's just me. I'm talking about me. And, you know, I was in that, that phase of getting ready to get ready. Sam, you know, uh -huh. it's just like, okay, I'm getting ready to get ready to launch this. I'm getting ready to get ready to launch this. And finally, the Holy Spirit had to one day again, tap me again and go, okay, it's time for you to leave. And so I knew then that time had run out. My little comfort zone of getting ready to get ready had, had to go and my obedience had to kick in. And so I launched Media Mavericks and it was by far the best. It's, it's like, Sam, one of those things, I don't know, have you ever seen that little meme where it's Jesus kneeling down with a little girl and he's handing her a teddy bear and uh, there's a little teddy bear in his hand. He's holding that out to her. No, I got it wrong. She's holding a little bitty teddy bear. She's holding a little bitty teddy bear and there's a, a bubble above her goes, but no, I want to hold on to this, not knowing that we can see he has this ginormous eight foot teddy bear behind him, mm -hmm. but she's trying to hold on to what's familiar, what makes her comfortable. And it's like, that's for me, the epitome of my journey of going out of being the creative to, to business now of, I had no idea that I would freaking love what I do now. Like, if you can't tell, I love it. It's like, editor, what? No, you can't, no, you can't, pay. no, no, I'm not editing up, no. Yeah. It's, I love being the chief noisemaker of the Media Mavericks Academy now. And that's so real. That, that moment of, of, of having to, because you got to let go of the thing you know in order to receive the thing that you don't know is coming. Exactly. And it's well, what's possible. And I, wish, I so wish it was the opposite. I wish we could sit there with our little teddy bear and go, well, what's behind your back? Mm -hmm, Let mm -hmm. me see it. Show me that first. Mm -hmm. Show me that first. And like, I wish it could be like that, but it's, that's just not, not what the journey is. Mm -mm. The other thing I want to underline about what you've said is I, I, and almost everyone I know at some point in their other in their lives has woken up with that download of like, I woke up with a book. Mm -hmm. I woke up with a product idea. I woke up with a TV show. I woke, like, I could see the whole thing. I knew the whole thing. When that gets delivered, do not refuse the delivery. Yeah. Like, this is not the time to go, oh, I wonder if that's really a good idea. No, no. When it gets delivered, boom, whole thing done. Yep. That's your thing. Right. Don't, so you've got to get it out. I mean, you don't necessarily have to publish <laughs> it to the whole world or anything, but right. you, you've got to move it from idea to reality because- we don't get that many of those gifts. And then trust lifetime. that God will tell you when it's time to actually release it publicly, but right. don't resist and don't question and get so in your head about the how, the when, the where, the why, just the do. Right. Step one, just do the thing. Mm -hmm. So now tell people what you do with Media Mavericks, because I think this is so cool. Okay. So with Media Mavericks, I have the honor, the privilege, the joy, the just giddiness to help authors, experts, coaches, entrepreneurs, consultants, business people. I teach them how to make noise in the media streets without a publicist, without being a celebrity, without having a huge following, and without tons of insider connections, because you're actually looking at the one insider connection you need. 
So as a result, my Mavericks have been on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CW, Steve Harvey, Dr. Oz, Huffington Post, Psychology Today, The Breakfast Club, Reader's Digest, Family Sir, like they are killing the game. And just to, to tie that back to me launching, my first round of Mavericks, and this is good for, for them to know too, Sam, my first round of Mavericks, my students, my clients, because it, it's a DIY program. It started out as a DIY program. They had no idea that I was only one week ahead of them teaching the class. Oh, yeah. Oh, you this know. is a very real thing, you guys, especially in the online business, you know, when you're selling online classes. Don't create the entire course before you sell it. Right. Nobody does that. I didn't create even, a, not the, the entire course, I hadn't even created one module before I sold it. <laughs> you know, it's like I was one week ahead and those Mavericks, that round of Mavericks where a hashtag original Maverick, if they, any of time they show up in one of my events or online, they're going to always hashtag original Mavericks because they are so glad that I took the leap when I did because mm -hmm. it has this domino ripple effect. Because now, because I make noise, now they found their voice to go make noise in their lanes of genius. So, so this is just this is just another like little entrepreneurial tip. I did the, I started a new program this last year or two called Three Sixty Five Club Pro. Yeah. And about three months into the program, I sent them a mug actually that says Three Hundred Sixty Five Three Sixty Five Club Pro Founding Member. Ah, I love that. That's a good idea. And they loved it. People were freaking out over these, you know, $14 mugs, you know, and they were like, I, I really I'm feel like I'm going to do that. Okay, I'm going to steal that idea. I love Steal that. the idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, because really, you cannot make people feel too good about the decision to do business with you. Right. Anything right. you can do to welcome people into your world, to, to honor the choice they need, they're taking a leap too. Right. Like, I found like a little welcome gift, a book, a mug, a something. Oh, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to steal that. Thank you. See, I love learning. See, mm -hmm. I love it. And I'm like, I've never tried a hashtag, but I like that. Original yeah, they will number. hashtag. They started doing it on their own. They will hashtag original Maverick love every it. single time. They will hashtag that. So this is so important because I know, you know, especially, you know, my, my tribe of creatives, but I think for everybody, like, People have an idea. They may even have a thought for a business. They may even already have something going on. But then that feeling of like, how do I even reach these people? Like my Facebook posts get 12 likes. Mm -hmm. How do I get my thing out into the world? Mm -hmm. And this pathway that you offer of like, we're going to help you break down your story so that it's quick little sound bites, mm -hmm. which is digestible for the media, right? right? right. Um, not dumb it down, just Streamline. Right. You can't fire host people in a three to five minute interview. Right. So you want to give them just the, the main point and, and then get on Good Morning Buellton or, you know, yeah. Hello Tampa. Yeah. Or, you know, these local radio shows, your local newspaper, your local radio shows. And then you start, you get good at it. They get good at it. You start to build your reputation. And the next thing you know, I remember watching some of your clients on Steve Harvey's show. Like, yeah, one of my one of my young, she was ten at the time. She's a ten year old dynamo, and she landed on Steve Harvey because it was the, it was the inventor show, though. The the extraordinary kids. She was extraordinary kids, and she, she was a photographer who went on this mission to actually photograph President Obama and Mrs. Obama. So she was, she would do her local television. She was relentless about going after her goal and she landed it. She actually has authentic, well, I don't know if she has them now, but at the time she has authentic White House press pool credentials. So that then turned into, she was making so much noise that that turned into the Steve Harvey show noticing her. And uh, I surprised her in Chicago. This is when the show was still done in Chicago. I surprised her in Chicago and showed up uh, to coach her to get ready for the show. And uh, the producers, we were in the green room and the producer was like, wow, you more prepared than some of our adult guests. And she kind of looks over at me like, and I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> and she crushed it. She crushed it on Steve Harvey. So if a 10 year old can do it, Maybe there's hope for the rest of us. Just maybe. Do you think may maybe, maybe there's hope? Just maybe. Just, just, hope. Just maybe. <laughs> so where do you see people go wrong? Where does it all go sideways? Or where did you go sideways? 
where I went sideways, oh, I love that question, where my first time going sideways, and this was before I launched Media Mavericks, is I, it was with my first book, which was called 40 Days to 40, Life Lessons of, of My Unfiltered Thoughts. And because I'm from a little small town of Jackson, Tennessee, somebody else had booked some media for me. And I was supposed to do a book sign and have a speaking engagement and everything. And I did a lot of media. I did radio. I did television. They wrote about me in the newspaper. And virtually no one showed up at my book signing. Virtually no one showed up at my speaking engagement. And I know I'm the only one that has an ego. So I'm just going to talk about me. Just, this is just talking about me. My ego was crushed. And my sister was like, well, don't worry about it. Just, you know, we'll book you somewhere else. And I'm like, no, I need to figure out what I, I, I did wrong because I'm a hometown girl, successful in Hollywood. I wrote this amazing book that even Sherry Shepard called it awesome and amazing. And it's like, they should come and want to meet me. Like, hello, I'm TJ. <laughs> and I realized, I got quiet and I realized the mistake I made was I'm not a celebrity. It's the celebrities that can go on these shows and promote their new album, their new book, their new film. Everyday people like us, we may be celebrities in our field, but to mainstream, we aren't. And so we have to actually do what celebrities do, but just different, differently, is we must serve. So the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people who want media coverage they approach these media outlets with, hey, I'd like to come on and promote, promote my new book, XYZ. And it's like, that's almost a, like uh, nails on a chalkboard for a producer. Right. No producer wants to just hand over your pla their platform for you to come and promote your book, your film. They need you to serve that audience. They need to make sure that that audience, when it goes to commercial, that there's something at, at the tease of right before commercial break, coming up after the break, we meet a woman who, who lost over 100 pounds naturally. That's what people need to hear. They need to keep that audience through that commercial break. And so when you're looking at doing media, the biggest mistake is don't promote. Do not promote. One of the second things that I notice and I train, I teach out of, out of my Mavericks, I have to reprogram them, is they show up to do an interview, not have a conversation. Mm. it's yeah we're gonna call it for the interview just for the sake of it's called an interview but i come on i talk to my girl sam the rest of y'all just get to eavesdrop right that's what it breaks down for that's the same thing when you're doing media i'm having a conversation with a person and you know half a million a million people whatever the numbers are they get to eavesdrop on that conversation and i get to actually deliver bite-sized nuggets that's the third thing the the you come on and you're thinking like i need to tell them everything that i know well you don't have time there's 20 something years of expertise flowing in this brain i only have what 45 minutes to an hour with sam so there's i can't tell you everything tv is only three to five minutes so that you have to actually learn to speak in sound bites bite-sized nuggets you have to do what i call drill down your genius and genius is give essential nuggets, insights, uses, and systems. That's what a nugget is. When you're thinking about doing a media interview, just drill down your genius of give essential nuggets, insights, uses, and systems. So those are my three mistakes that I've seen, Sam. I love it. And, and what I'm hearing here is, 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 and this is a little, this is kind of a recurring theme in some of these interviews is this whole thing of being of service. That's really, you know, I, I think people get tripped up by thinking like, well, who do I think I am to go into business? Who do I think I am to try this or do that or try to get my book out or my singing career or my whatever? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not about who you are. It's about what service do you offer? What problem do you solve? Do you give people a moment of inspiration? Do you give them a little laugh? Do you give them 12 things they didn't know they could do with hard boiled eggs? Do you, give, <laughs> you know, like what's the solution that you're offering? Mm -hmm. Which is and I like to say, it ain't about you, boo. No. It ain't about you, boo. It, it, it don't have nothing, 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 nothing to do with you. That's right. It That's is right. about you actually using your gifts, your expertise to serve the viewers, the listeners, and the readers. I will also tell you that feeling you were having during your first book signing of like, 
um, I'm sorry, like I now know for a fact, it doesn't happen very often, but anytime I'm having any thought that's in the neighborhood of, don't they know who I am? Right. I am in, I am on an express elevator to hell. Yep. <laughs> Something terrible has happened inside of my mind. Yep. And I need to like, it's like now I just know that is like a big red flag. Like Samantha. Damn, you are- but you know, it, it, it's not like that was my heart. That's just all I saw celebrities do. You know, right. I, you know, I'm here to promote my book as opposed to let me show you how I got over the lowest point of my life, which is my ex-husband almost killing me several times. You know, that is of service. All I did was promote and be like, look at me. Right. You know, right. and even though that wasn't who I am and that's not who you are, Sam, it's still a matter of, but this is what everybody else does. Right. Or it looks like that's what they're it doing. It looks like that's what everybody so, else does. Right. So you got to right. do this perspective switch of how am I helping them? What story right. am I offering them that's going to help them? Um, the other thing I love is this thing about just showing up and being real. Like you said, be in conversation. Because this is the other thing I see people get super shut down. And this is true of job interviews and first dates and all kinds of situations where they're like, you know, what are they going to ask me? What if I look stupid? What if my hair goes crazy? What if something happens? It's like, no, no, be in conversation, which means you're looking at them mm-hmm. and you're listening when they're talking. I used to see this in as an actor all the time in auditions. You know, actors would come in and like, they'd be so anxious and so the room just smelled of anxiety <laughs> and you know and they tried to do it right and it was there was just no connection there was no nothing right and, um if you could go into the room and actually like look there's a casting director who's a person right who's having a day who's a person who's going through divorce his wife cheated on him her husband cheated on him you know, they about to lose their house, their, you know, their parent is dying. They're trying to find health care for their, pa- it's like, they're people. Yeah. Just yeah. connect with the, the person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And when, the, and when you do that, when you can, when you can show up as a real dimensional person in service to someone else, there, uh, there's almost nothing that can go wrong. Right. 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 You know, even if it goes all side, you know, squishy, it's still, it's fine. It's a real I thing. Like to, I like to tell my Mavericks that do not show up to do a interview being who you think they want you to be, be who you are that happens to have this expertise. So like in the case of my hair loss client, she, her, I had coached her. She was fine. She showed up to the interview and I get the, the, the footage and I'm like, what happened? And I I saw she turned into who she thought she should be as opposed to, no, you are Deshaun Bullard, who is a beast of a woman who serves women from losing their hair. You know, you are just happen to be this, but you are funny. You are lively. You are entertaining. I need that person to show up and have a conversation about hair loss. Right. You know, and and if you start to get that feedback of like, oh, well, she's too big. She's too this. She's too funny. She's this. Then you're just in the wrong room. Now, you know, great. This isn't my room. Right. Bye. Right. Next. 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 And I have yet to have any of my Mavericks not get invited back for not being who they are. The reverse happens. Oh my gosh, we love you. You are so full of energy. Yes. Come back. You know, that's what happens when you recognize you're just having a conversation with another human being. That's right. That's it. That's right. And that's true of sales conversations. That's true. I mean, really, it's true of everything. I mean, it's more intense when the lights are on and the cameras are rolling. It can be a little harder to remember. Like, wait a minute, we're just people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's still, it's, it's all still true. This is so great. So what would you tell someone who's, you know, they're in their job, they're, and maybe it's a full on career, maybe it's just a day gig, but they're like, I think something else is out there for me and I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. What advice? I would, you- would tell them to be very prayerful about it. You know, I, I, I'm not, this is where my hypocrisy comes in because that wasn't my journey. I didn't plan on leaving. You know, it was, you are leaving. If I had to do it my way, it would be, it probably would never happen if I had to do it my way. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be, okay, let me make sure I'm sitting on six months to a year of my household being okay. Mm. 
so that because what happens is if you're worried about keeping a roof over your head, your creativity is like, right. so if you can actually think that through, plan that out, just that aspect, just of just making sure that that aspect of you, you know, is tight. That would be what I would say and wish I had the, the ability to do, but that just wasn't my journey. You know, that just wasn't my, my journey. But for the most part, I would say, make sure your financial health is in order so that when, you know, two months, three months, and you're not generating income, you're still not worried about the roof over your head and you still can think clearly and not be stressed out. The other thing I would say is understand that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Amen. It is, it is not a sprint. And it's lonely. Yeah. It's really lonely. Some of the hardest, like I go and work at the library some days just so I can be around people. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the hardest, like, like it's, it, it's, I'm in Los Angeles and it's raining today. I'm having the hardest time actually not just burying myself in my covers and getting back in my bed. That's not the case when you actually are creative that works outside the home and goes to a job. Um, that's not the case for, I'm not just a creative, that's just not the case for anybody if you've got a nine to five, but you don't have that driving you. So it's easy to say, oh, you know what? Mm, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this rain. I'm just gonna, you have to have enough self-discipline that kicks in that you still treat it as though it is a job. And so one of the things I started learning to do is I get up and I get dressed like it's a job. Mm-hmm. I get up and, and fix my breakfast and then I fix a lunch and I take it to the library with me and I'll work in the library all day. Cause I know that that's what, how I'm going to be productive. That's where I'm going to get stuff done. So though I, that was three, right? The yeah, it was good. realize it's a marathon and not a sprint and treat it as though when you strike out on your own, treat it as though it is a actual job. Yeah. And this thing of really figuring out what's your ideal working environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my partner, Luke, is getting his PhD and he loves to work in sort of anonymous spaces with a lot of people. Yes. Right. So like the library would be perfect for him. Um, a lot of times I'm speaking at conferences or something and he'll come with me and uh, he'll sit in the lobby of the hotel. Yep. And work for, just work for hours. And it's yep. perfect because there's sort of enough activity it's, but it's kind of white noise activity exactly exactly like i'll put on headphones and I, need, I just need to be able to look up and say hey and just keep going back to work you know i'm i definitely and that's a good point you have to decide what kind of environment do you thrive in right. some people can't listen to music while they work you know I, you, yep. you just Mm-mm. you just happen to know see i can't listen to music i cannot work without listening to music like if i'm working at home i have to have my tv going you know, I, I have to have something. I was like that as an editor. Like, even as an editor, I still had music playing in my edit bay while I edited music. <laughs> but it I just... Can't even imagine. And to me. me, like, and I love to be alone. I love for it to be quiet. I'll go, like, seriously, my agoraphobic tendencies are, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll go three, four days. I'm like, no, no, I don't need anybody. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And you may not know that initially. You've got to give yourself permission to try different things to find your groove. And that's why I was saying it's a marathon, not a sprint. There's you know? also the other thing you're saying about it being lonely, because it it is. Yeah. I mean, it just is. I, I I wish I could tell you it wasn't, but it it is. And it's one of the reasons why it's so important to have relationships, why it's so important to be in community with mm-hmm. other people who that you love and respect and who love and respect you and who are up to the same kinds of things. Yep. And whether that's a, a meetup group that you create or, or something, because it's weird. People don't get it. They don't know. They don't understand. And, and I hate to say it, but it's true. Not everybody will celebrate with you. Oh, gosh, no. Mm-mm. You Mm-mm. Know? You got to, you got to be your own cheerleader most days. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I have a great support system, but I know they, they don't get it. They really don't, you know, but I know I can count on them, but it's not like I can go and talk to them about it. So I did have to find another community where it's people who understand what we go through, you know, with it all. And the other thing you said something that I was like, I wanted to tag on that. You said, um, it's lonely and, um, oh, you have to treat it also. And I'm sure you have this too, that your friends and family can't call you in the middle of the day. They can't just come over and pop over. It's like, no, I'm working. I know it looks like I'm not, but I'm working. 
And if I take a break and call you, that's no different than I'm calling you from work. Right. <laughs> and 10 minutes or 15 minutes, I got to go, you know? And so I started learning, like, I had to kind of put that, that around me as well, you know, of no, I cannot go run your errand for you. So we hear a lot about this, about setting boundaries. What, do you have any tricks around that? Any, any, any tips? No, I just tell them no. Just tell them no. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my strategy too. I'm like, I just don't answer the phone. Right. It's That's... like, no, no, I, ha- I have to work, you know, and it's got to be something. And I've trained them now. Right. So they rarely ask unless it really is crucial. And they know I do have more flexibility than they do. You know. I've also learned to say it right at the top. Like, you know, if my sister, my sister and I talk pretty much every day. So mm-hmm. if she calls and I'll be like, okay, I got to call it too. But you know, yep. I've learned can, to do that, but we can talk for 19 minutes. Right. <laughs> I got to do that. I've learned to do that. Like, okay, I got to get ready for an interview. Uh, so we got, actually I had to do that, but getting ready for this interview. Like, okay, we got about five minutes and I got to run. Right. You know? And I find that people are generally very respectful and supportive of that. Right. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but, but, but you got to say it. You can't yep. just expect them to magically know. Because they don't get it. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing goes with clients. I've got, I've, I've got clients who are like, oh, my clients are calling me Sunday night at 11 o'clock and wanting all this stuff from me and my life isn't my own. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why don't let them do that? Yeah. Do not respond. Like they're well, going, you, something about the way you're behaving is telling them that's okay. I'm real good with, I'm not responding to this. And then I've learned to put my buffers in between me now because I do have the personality that people gravitate to me. And so, but I've had to learn that I have to still have a buffer around me because of of my heart, of how I do want to, you know, play and I want to be able to do it. So now I have, you know, two people that kind of serve as my buffers that before you get to me, they are vetting okay, you just don't want to get on the phone with her and just hang out. You know, I know you think she's your best friend in your head, but that's not the truth. So unless we're talking about media, unless we're talking like, no, you can't just get on the phone and hang out or, or pick her brain. You know, that ain't, that's not going to happen. So this is, this is another, here's another handy real world world tip. Cause it took me a while to figure this out too. Cause you know, I think most of the people watching this, we're generous people. If people want help with like, we want to say yes. Yep. So my, what I finally came up with this brain, but the picking your brain thing is expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, I charge for what's inside my brain. Like, yep. I had to grow to that though, Sam. That was hard for me too. I had right. to grow to that because I wanted to help everybody. And it's just like, but for me it was, you're not a TV editor anymore. So you're not going to hang up from this call and then still have a check that's coming in. Right. That was the switch I had to make. So the rule I made was, if you have a question that I can answer in less than 10 minutes, Fine. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I'll pretty much just talk to you. You mm-hmm. can call me, you can email me and I'll, I'll respond because mm-hmm. I got 10 minutes for anybody. If it's more than 10 minutes, book a private consultation. See, I had to, I had to get a little more radical with mine though, Sam. I had to be honest with you because I know me. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, I'll say 10 minutes, but then half hour later, I'm still helping you. Oh yeah. And no, so- no, I'm- I, I realized that that didn't work. And so what we created was a B12 shot of TJ. And it's a 20 minute laser focus session that you get the opportunity for 20 minutes to ask me anything, but it's going to cost you $47. You know what I'm saying? And so I started feeling really good about that because if you're not willing to, you know, invest $47 to know that I can solve your problem in 20 minutes and save you thousands, then I found that that started feeling better. Yes. And I started getting that people understanding that and will jump at that now. You know what I'm saying? Because this is so important because what you're talking about here is, is something that is very difficult to understand until you've actually lived it, which is really understanding the fact that when you charge people, you are doing them a favor. Yeah. Right. So TJ handing out free advice all day long, no matter how good her advice is, if she's not charging for it, you're going to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm still going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not actually going to take action. If people don't, um, don't pay for something, they don't value it. That's right. all there is to it. Right. Um, I remember when I signed up with my first like super VIP coach and I can't even tell you how much money I paid this person and I would do it again in a heartbeat because it was so worth it. Mm-hmm. And we got, I think it was one 
15 minute consultation a quarter. Mm. Once every three months, we got 15 minutes with him. It was part of the whole thing. But, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you what, I was like, at the minute I was like on the phone, I had my questions, I was taken yeah. out, I recorded the calls, I was like, oh no, nothing will come between me and my 15 minutes. Exactly. You know? And they show up. Like, you know, when you offer free, they like, oh yeah, I'm not going to, like, okay, no. You pay your money to talk to me because, the, you know, the fact of the matter is, Sam, and I say this all the time, I have another hashtag. Hashtag, I suck at a lot of things, but media ain't one. You know, and so whatever that is for you, hashtag, I suck at a lot of things, but fill in the blank ain't one. Once I started making that connection and I stood, started standing unapologetically on that phrase, I don't, I don't bite my tongue anymore. Because I know in that 20 minute session with me, I'm gonna change the game for you. I'm gonna change how you consider writing your book. I'm gonna either save you thousands of dollars because you think you need to go out and get a sizzle reel. I'm gonna save you thousands of dollars thinking you need to go and hire a publicist. And so I have never had anybody hang up for me disappointed, you know, that they paid that $47 to have that time with me. And I just had to, so, cause so, you know, you gotta come from, somebody real special for me to just get, get on the phone for five minutes with me. I, I had to, for me, this is not for everybody. I just knew my heart that I could not keep doing that to myself because I don't know how to stop delivering. I love this. I might have to, I might have to start this $47 thing. I like this. I think this very I did. much. I call, and I called it a B12 shot of TJ because I was at a speaking engagement. Someone asked me a question and she came up, she asked a question in the forum and then she came up to me. She was like, girl, you were like a B12 shot that I needed, you know? And I was like, ding, 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 ding. That's, that is what it is like when you get with me. And so you know, right before, right before we logged on, some, some person came into my inbox and was like, Hey, I have questions for you. Um, I need to, I need to get media. O okay. Here is the link to my B12 shot. You can go there. And that, that absolutely weeds out people too. You know, right. the people who are serious or is the people who they see me on Facebook they're like, Oh, she cool. She knows this. Let me act like, no, 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 no. I don't have that kind of time. And I really had to transition of protecting my time. Because it's the only thing you got. That's, that's the only thing I got. And that's how I make money. Right. So now this comes to another question that of all the people I'm talking to, perhaps only you can answer. How do we approach authority figures, celebrities, important people? Like when we've got that, like, oh, shoot, I really want to invite this person to be on my summit or I want to, mm -hmm. you know like how do you even you ask <laughs> why are we overthinking this <laughs> like, you ask you ask respectfully yeah. you know you don't ask in a way that you are familiar with them you know you ask like hey sam i really like what you put out in the world and i have this virtual summit coming up that i really think that you would be great for because you will speak to my audience about X, Y, and Z. How do I connect with you? Or can you put me in touch with your people who would make that happen? It ain't that deep, ask. You but know. what you just said is important though, because I've had, I've certainly gotten the request where they're like, hey, would you do this thing? Right. Like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You gotta tell me, you gotta at least give me an idea. You've got to tell me how I can serve. You gotta tell me, something you know unless you are samantha bennett and who calls to teach i just need you on such as then you we got that you can do that but even you didn't approach me like that no. you know what I'm saying? you still didn't approach you could have but you didn't approach me like that but if it's somebody that you admire from afar you've never had a conversation with them don't go in their inbox and be like yo i need to talk to you about media uh, and, and then i have people that it's like call me Oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting around waiting for messages in my inbox to actually, you know, make a bunch of phone calls. No, right. you know, but I've learned to be gracious and just say, listen, if you're looking for my media expertise, this is how you schedule a session with me. And I say seven times out of 10, they go and I'll get the notification that they've, you know, invested, you know, the $47. Yeah. So great. I'm totally going to do this. I'm yeah. stealing this hundred percent. Um, so now let's talk about newsjacking. 
Because this is another thing that you teach that I just think is so genius. And <laughs> news jacking. Ah, news jacking. First of all, let me just say I wrote the guide. It's free at IamANoiseMaker.com. But I'm going to give you the highlights of it. Because in the guide, I break it completely down. But let me give you the highlights. Let me tell you some, some real case studies that, that ain't in the book because they just happened. So news jacking is not an original term for me. I give people credit where it's due. It's a term coined by David Merriman Scott, who's a, a great publicity person. And it's the art. He has a fancy schmancy way of, of saying stuff. But as you can tell, I don't do fancy schmancy. So here's my interpretation of news jacking. It is when you, it's the art of injecting yourself into the conversation and letting folks know how beast you are you take a social media trend you take something popping off in the in the news where you go to a movie you look at a television show anywhere that there is a storyline that you can hijack for your brand and write about it pitch about it that's what you do now let me show you practically what that looks like. It just happened. I don't have false humility, so I'm popping my collar right about now because this was a beast move. So the hair loss specialist I told you about earlier, Deshaun Bullard. If you have seen Black Panther, you'll know this scene. If not, it's not a spoiler scene. If you haven't seen Black Panther, there's something wrong with you because <laughs> it is the best movie of all time. Yes. I had a full-on <laughs> spiritual healing during that film. It was fantastic. But there's a scene in the film, and you remember this, Sam, there's a scene in the film where the, the bald-head warrior, they were going into the, the casino to, to fight, basically, it turned into a fight. Now, she's bald. Her bald head is her glory, you know, back on the, 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 in Wakanda, in her country, Wakanda. It's her glory. But they were infiltrating, I know, right? <laughs> they were infiltrating, and so they had to, like, kind of blend in. So she wore a wig that the mean the the layered meaning behind it is that black women if you can't tell i'm black okay i'm black so let me just what? say that <laughs> yes i'm gonna have to make some calls <laughs> so so you know there's this standard of beauty that you know europeans seem to put on us that if our hair isn't straight and you know and so she was wearing this wig so she could blend in now when stuff start popping off girlfriend flipped that wig off and showed her, and she went to town on these dudes. So my, <laughs> my bless you, my hair loss specialist, I newsjacked that, and I wrote oh her, goodness. bless you, okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, so I wrote, she's one of my elite, she's not in my DIY program, she's one of my elite, so my elite is I do everything for you. So I wrote a pitch for her that newsjacked Black Panther, and I think my opening line was, um, the warrior uh, flipped off her wig by choice, but 46 million women have to wear wigs by force. That pitch, that pitch, and then I went on and, you know, and gave details, but that pitch, Sam, that, that pitch, that one, that one pitch, Sam, that, that one pitch, that, that one pitch got her on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. They all booked her for that one pitch so now going back, to this, that. No, going back to this problem solving thing what we don't think about is producers of television shows particularly news media shows they have a problem yes their problem is they need 24 hours of content all every single day yes they need things that are interesting they need things that are relevant they need things that are not too you know out there they need smart people sharing in good information and they don't know your brand so they right. don't know you know they don't know that you know one of the worst things women can do when they're losing their hair is go get a wig or go get or go get a weed you know they don't know that i have to educate them on that because that's her brand i had to do that so my way into the door of saying hello was let me news jack black panther because that was hot now if you don't think that's possible just because because some uh i did an interview earlier this morning they were like but you're tj you're creative you this you that same thing i had one of my noisemakers she's in my noisemaker squad um, my, which is my Facebook group, she news Jack Panther from the aspect of she wanted to speak to parents about being careful of taking their children to see the film without vetting it themselves. Mm. 
you know, to make sure it was age appropriate and what have you. So she wrote a blog about it. And then what happened was she used that blog that she pitched. She got booked. She did it herself. I didn't do it. She did it herself. Newsjacking can change the game for you. I mean, we can sit here, we can, I can spend the rest of the time just giving you example after example after example. Well, and there was just the one who was, who was the one who, somebody was, there's something in the news about somebody being maybe a sex addict and then one of your people who's, who's a therapist or something was like, like. It always happens. I mean, yeah. I, that's, it happens so much that I'm not, you know, being funny. It happens so much that I've lost track of, you know, yeah. they let me know and I'm like, oh, you know, you know, autism, like one of my, my clients, um, Newsjack, I think this was Charlize Theron or don't quote me on who it was, but that there was an incident where she was photographed, you know, with her child having a complete mel meltdown and people pounced on her. One of my uh, Mavericks newsjacked that. And as a result, one thing led to another. She was just featured in Family Circle because she's an autism uh, expert. That's what I'm saying. Newsjacking, I, I, I cannot speak enough on newsjacking. I can sit here and, and just give you tons of examples of how one of my Mavericks, even she newsjacked when, unfortunately, Dylan Roof shot the 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 people the nine people that were at church the nine black people at church she newsjacked that and spoke from a perspective of growing up you know in the south in that in that particular town that landed her you know a, like a front page editorial and then that started because the thing is media begets more media begets more media begets more media and as a result she now is my first maverick who booked herself. I didn't write any of her pitches or anything. She booked herself. She's landed all four logos, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox by booking herself. And it started with her newsjacking. Amazing, amazing. And for those of you who don't know, those, we call them authority signs, right? Mm -hmm. When you have something on your website that says, as seen in Wall Street Journal, mm -hmm. .com, blah, 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 right? Those are the, the, the signals to people that say, I'm an authority. I know what I'm talking about. You can trust me. You can take me out in public. <laughs> yep. I can, I can speak. And, and in some ways, um, <laughs> it's more important than almost anything. I mean, it's, I, I hate to say it because we want to say like, no, no, we're all going to take the time to really get to know you. No, we're not. Mm -mm. I, double, I double dare you. Go to mediamavericks.tv. The first thing that's going to hit you is all, are all my logos. Right. I'm hitting you out the gate because I'm, I'm setting you up for who I am as you go through the rest of my website. Right. And then all things this considered the same, your, your product is the same, the quality is the same, the price is the same, everything is the same. The only difference is when someone goes to your website and they see Sam Bennett has been featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, and they go to a competitor's website and there's nothing there, who do you think they're going to choose to play with? Right. Not to mention just what it can do for your business and, you know, free, I mean, that's three to five minutes of essentially free, free publicity, publicity. Yeah. No, they start to know who you are. They start to know what your product is. They know what your book is. They, you know, yep. It's, it's, a, and it's when fine. you get those logos and you know, I'll say this, Sam, because some people like bury them in there. Don't, uh-uh, leave, put them on your front page of your website. So it sets the tone when you go, when people go to your website. It also means you don't have to say it too. You, yep. know, you don't have to say like, hi, uh, Sam Bennett, I was on ABC. Like, yep. it's, just, it's like, oh no, it's just there, you know. And, and it, affects your, it affects your, your speaker fees. It affects yep. how people treat you. You know, I had a Maverick uh, uh, Bernadette Harris. She's a certified fraud accountant. And she was one of my Mavericks who said to me, you know, she, you know, she's very numbers driven and she had to resolve. I didn't know this at the time, but she had resolved. If I don't book myself on TV, I'm asking for a refund. Well, girlfriend couldn't ask for a refund because her very first pitch landed her on ABC. So I proved her right. But then she went on to do NBC and she went to do CBS. And so she got invited to speak at this really big event in the forensic accounting world. And she was like, coach, they treated me like a rock star. And they kept, you know, addressing, well, you know, Bernadette has been on ABC and she says, you know, X, Y, and Z. So it even, it, it's, it separates how people view you, how they look at you, yeah. you know. Um, and that, that's, that's something you can really put a dollar figure to. You know, it just translates into, you know, different positive that you can attribute to. Yeah, I, I can see why having that on my, on my website helped. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
For sure. That's so great. This has been so fantastic. I'm so excited to get to hang out with you some. Do you have any like parting words of advice? Anything you wish somebody had told you? Anything? Um, I was thinking about that earlier today. Like, I don't have anything that I wish someone had, somebody had told me because it's been my journey, you know, and it's been fun kind of learning. It's stressful too. But for me, the the one thing that I leave people with all the time, Sam, is when you know you are the solution to someone's problem or you are the answer to somebody's prayer, you have a responsibility to make some noise about it. There is nothing that you should be sitting quiet on. That's why I gave you the hashtag. I suck at a lot of things, but media ain't one. I don't sit quiet when it comes to media. I may not tell y'all I suck at washing clothes and doing anything domestic. I do, but I ain't going to tell y'all that. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make a whole bunch of noise. I'm going to make a whole bunch of noise um, making noise about what I do in the media because I know what I do. I'm a part of a bigger ripple effect. That's right. I'm a part of people that because they find their voice working with me, lives are changed, lives are saved. And the last example I want to give, there is one of my Mavericks, she's in my DIY program, Dr. Sandra Dalton. She's a big proponent of making sure people get rest and sleep. Mm. Like, because we're, we're such a society of hashtag team, no sleep. And I'm like, I ain't about that life. I, I need my seven hours, my six to seven hours. But she is, you know, that is her life work. And so she wrote this amazing book and she had the same publishers like T.D. Jakes and Joel Olstein and, and uh, Joyce Meyer, the big, big dogs. Yeah. And they gave her, they gave her a publicist. So she had a publicist for four months, Sam. She had a publicist for four months and didn't do any media, didn't get booked one time. What? When she implemented what I taught her to do, within two weeks, she had booked herself six times. She took it upon herself. Y'all not going to help me. You're not stopping me from making some noise because I have a responsibility to make some noise. So she used what I taught her and she did this on her own. She was not one of my one-on-one clients. She just implemented what I teach in the DIY Media Matters Masters, and she's changing the game for people. She's helping them look at and giving themselves permission to rest. Yes. You know, to get some sleep, you yes. know. And so when I think of people like her, it's why I do what I do. And I don't I don't play small in this arena. You know, I'm gonna let you know, I am a beast in these media streets. I'm not backing down from that. That's so great. Thank God you're out there. It's, it's so important. And I love and I love that idea. That's exactly right. If if what you do helps people, then who not who do you think you are to do it? Who do you think you are to not do it? Right. Who do you think you are to keep that under wraps? Right. That is so selfish of you. So selfish. So selfish. We <laughs> judge you for that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, TJ. I love you. I love you more, Sam. Bye, everybody. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this, but your time is limited and you'd like access to the rest of them, please hop over to therealsambennett.com forward slash freedom. That's therealsambennett.com forward slash freedom. And there, you can opt in, get access to all these recordings and a bunch of fun freebies. We'd love to see you there. In the meantime, remember, the world needs your good work. Thanks, everybody.